sativa. And the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stump. Put a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glenn. And Chuck Morrison. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? It's time to light them up. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. It's time. That sounds really fun. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 24th, 2017, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. Today, John Huber from Crowdheads joins us as we light up Le Creme and reflect on the loss of a friend, a colleague. No, he didn't die. He's just dead to us. Just kidding. <laughs> that wouldn't be very right debonair here, of us. I can hear they you. can hear us. <laughs> Today, the last show of Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Welcome, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, where you can set it and forget it. There we go. So, Chuck Morrison, is this really happening? Uh, it is. It is. This is it. What's going on? We got Barry on the wheels of steel. He's actually, anybody that's watching the video of it, you can see him over here. The studio looks a little different. Yep. We're remodeling the studio so that we can have Barry be the producer and be on the show at the same time. So, uh, you'll see a lot of changes in the next four weeks. Until I think we get to the very end of it four weeks from now, and we're complete. Barry seems a little nervous. There's uh, more than a, one bead of sweat up on his forehead. Yes. Oh, yeah. In I'm full, right next to you, dude. I got it's you. It's going to be a while panic. before I get into the floor. Any bladder leakage happening right now? Can you give us an update? He's got a giant coffee. It's sweat or leakage. He's giant coffee. He's got a cigar already going. We haven't even lit a cigar yet, but he's three quarters into. My second cigar today, that was, by the way. Okay. Put it down. We're going to end up uh, smoking them on, on a fresh palate, which means give yourself at least 15 to 20 seconds between cigars so your palate is fresh. It's and clean and ready to go. So, uh, Chuck, what do you think? Are we going to pull this off without you? I know you want to leave things in a better place, but. Uh, I have I'm, full confidence. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you do. <laughs> I mean, and, look at our track record. Every time I've uh, stepped away for, for a Patriots game or some kind of uh, conflicting obligation. It's, it's gone out without any difficulty. Oh, no, yeah, it's perfect. It's been a complete S show every <laughs> single time you're not here. <laughs> Why would we have any nervousness around I, that? For one, I'm looking forward to next week. Yeah? Yeah, just, you know, I like having water come out of uh, areas where water shouldn't be coming out of. <laughs> yeah, I see. Barry looks very... I figure six weeks. After six weeks... It'll be like riding a bike. Won't worry about falling off. I hate to give, give you uh, a little um, no, heads but up on Dave. You have 
next week to get it perfect. <laughs> right. That's it. Right. And I'd recommend you stop drinking coffee. You're shaking like a bastard. Stop smoking cigars. You got stuff all over the place. You, you, I don't know. You're just asking for trouble. And I'm just very confused. I got to light up myself. I'm getting nervous <laughs> myself. And Chuck is right there by his side, and I'm nervous myself. He's in, you're in good hands. He, he has the training. He has a new setup where Jonathan has really gone above and beyond and really making sure that this, for lack of a better way to put it, Dave, the board is idiot proof. So don't go taking me down with the shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Somewhere I am depriving a village of its idiot. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, this is Le Creme, um, Le Creme, right? L-E, C-R-E-M-E, with a big C in the front of it. I've actually not smoked a cigar yet, Barry. Tell me about it. Well, the cigar Le Creme gets its name from an unlikely source, French cuisine. Named after the Marie Antoine Creme, a chef who left his mark with the souffle. It's made in the Dominican ah. Republic, a Tabacalera La Alianza. And the cigar features the key ingredients to make the cigar to order time and time again. It features Nicaraguan fillers, Sumatra binder from Ecuador, and a dark Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. The La Carême delivers notes the master blender Ernesto Perez Carrillo called reminiscent of a chocolate souffle. This box-pressed rustic-looking cigar is something that should be on your menu of smokes to enjoy, and it's part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. And it ranges in price from six ninety nine to eight ninety nine. Okay, so you you went right to the law also after correcting me before the show started. Yep. Lee Karam, because most of cigar brands is La something. I think in the French pronunciation, this would be Lay. Yeah. Lay Karam. Oh, really? Yes. And it ha- this is the guy in respect to the guy that invented the souffle. That's what it is named after. Very good. Very good. Very in. Now if you I'm smell interested. the foot, and it could just be, uh, it could be some sort of subliminal uh, misguidance here, but it's very chocolatey on the foot. Yeah, it's, it's reminiscent. The smell I have here is the Connecticut Broadleaf. Mm. Now, this is a, a very small size. This is the Corona size. Okay. Um, I believe it is like 5.5 by 46 or 5 by 46. And it's box press. And it's box press. Makes it even smaller. It almost has more of an oval press to it. Yep, very soft. Bo- soft press. It's not hard oval. square like uh, the cigar will be smoking let later on. The, let me look at the foot of your cigar. Look at, look at all. I got a lot of something here on the right hand side. You want to trade? Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, it seems like I got a lot of darker tobacco in mine, but I'll, I'll do it like a man. Okay, right now it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Now, I've heard some people say about we're using the Lotus Cutter, and this is the Jaws Cutter. Some people say some of the teeth after a while has, has chipped or something. Mine is absolutely perfect. You know, and we do this every single week. Yeah. You know, two cigars at least a week on it, and it's perfect. Mm. A, a cutter like this is meant to cut a cigar. Not strip wires. It's not strip wires. Exactly it my point. It looks like a wire stripper. Because I see, I see people doing other things with their cutter. Yep, you shouldn't be keeping it in the same pocket as your keys. Right. The yep. keys banging around against it yeah. could damage the blade, and it wouldn't be just 
the jaws cutter that the damage could be would be any cutter. Yeah. I, I'm about to mess you guys up big time with a cold draw flavor. Cream of broccoli soup. I getcha. Right off the bat, right? I getcha. I hate to admit it. What? He's Hell? got it. Yeah, he does. Aaron was shaking his head. No, it's there. Yeah, broccoli cheese. Cheese and broccoli soup. Right? It's totally there. So who may, who, where do I get cheese and broccoli soup? Au bon pom. Au bon pom? Au bon pom. All right. For the rest of the show, none of us are allowed to pronounce anything French. It's over. Unless it's menage This is it. This Correct. is what it tastes like. Yeah. Is it not? Barry, did you like this? I have not lit it yet. You taste it? I taste it. It's there. It's there. Panera bread. He, it he nailed it. It's exactly there. Hate to admit it, but he nailed it. How can that possibly be? I'm that good. Wow. You know what else is good? Is our lighter that we're using today. This I'm also is the getting oyster crackers. All right, that segment's over, Barry. We're okay. moving on to it's, the lighter it, segment. It's the crackers inside the... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Vertigo Cyclone 2, retailing for $14.99. It features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, three jets, double wall protection at the top of the lighter, so you can hold on to this lighter. I've done it for 10 minutes. Have it lit, and your fingers will not burn. That means when you're done lighting your cigar, you can put it right in your pocket. Nothing's heated up. Easy adjustment wheel at the bottom. The Vertigo Cyclone 2, $14.99. As, as much as I love the Cyclone, they did do it better because of the heat. They found what was the problem because everybody ends up borrowing your Cyclone when you have it. The next yeah. thing you know, yeah. it's hot. You can't even touch the thing. Put, put it in your pocket. You burn yeah. a hole. Yeah, did that ever, that ever happen? You know, some people say it's not a single action where you press the button and it lights. That's what I like about it. Some, some of those single action lighters with the, the spring top stay open in your pocket. Yeah. And then you end up with particulates blocking up yeah. your jets. That's what I actually I like, like about better. it that it doesn't. That is the perfect lighter and the perfect price. Get one today. Lotus. There we go. So uh, we are going to have John Huber from Crown Heads on the show. Um, Crown Heads, I don't know if we, maybe way back, we had him on way back maybe on a call. early on. Um, but anyway, I know him from a long time ago, and his partner is Mike Condor. So first, uh, Mike Condor, here's what I found out about him. Uh, he is a cigar industry veteran, according to multiple sources, including himself. This is what he says about himself, which is, he is an industry veteran. And he's still a young man, as Tower of Power once said um also he did he's about mike condor mike condor said about mike condor he's still a young man okay although he isn't um with a creeping bald spot as mike says on his own twitter account i find it very interesting what people write about themselves so i'm, I'm bringing it up bald spot creeping creeping bald spot just gets further and further like yours but not as much. Mine dramatically changed Dramat one day. You have a dramatic bald spot. It's the whole size of your head. He was the formerly the VP of sales of General Cigar. And I know him. That's originally how I know Mike Condor. Uh, later known as Swedish Match because in 2005 Swedish Match acquires General Cigar now merging as Scandinavian Tobacco. And here's how these two guys end up merging themselves. So it was Henry Winterman's that buys CAO, and John Huber was the director of marketing for CAO. Right. When Henry Winterman's buys CAO, remember there's General Cigar out there, it was the 
the Henry Winterman's company, which was part of Swedish Match, that buys General Cigar. People say it's the other way around, but no, it was not. It was the Henry Winterman's people buying General Cigar, or the Swedish Match buying General Cigar. When they ended up doing that, these two guys crossed paths. Now, they're both actually working for the same company. So John Huber, CAO, acquired by Henry Winterman's, is 2007, uh, based in Holland, a, di- a division of Scandinavian Tobacco. They cross paths, and then they both end up leaving General Cigar, not saying what was going to happen. And the next thing you know, this company Crown Heads was formed, mm. and it ends up being those two guys, along with other CAO people, because CAO was based in Tennessee, and Crown Heads now is based in Tennessee. But when the merge ended up happening, CAO left and went to whatever state they're in. Um, I don't even know anymore where General Cigar is. But this is how, how these two guys end up crossing paths and end up forming this company. So we'll get into it with John Huber. Uh, he's the one that uh, we're going to interview in the next uh, segment and uh, see how things are going because um, they made some early statements on uh, in 2011 of what they expected the company to be and uh, the direction of the company and how now we look at it, what, six years later, let's see what came true. And, you know, anybody makes a business plan, this is your business plan, this is the thought of it, and then life happens. Right. Things happen and then maybe you end up swinging away from me. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you say, this is the direction. FDA, who cares? These different things that happen, who cares? This is the direction we're going to go in and we keep going it. I don't know. I, that's what I want to hear about um, after this relatively small time, six years in there. But to them, I'm sure six years, that's their whole company life yeah. of what it is. Um, what has changed? What, what did they end up uh, changing direction is it everything or more than they expected or is it oh my god we thought would be bigger than this and you know dig into it and see where where uh, it's going at that point so i don't have barry to end up uh queuing over to because he re- listens to his phone and stuff there we go but he part we still of your, have chuck yeah part of your thing is you're going to have to look at uh not your phone but look at the thing where we are and then expect uh but i need to be able to see you barry you're way over there, and I can't see you. We should be corrected next week when there's three and not four. Chuck's holding us back. So we have a new desk coming, <laughs> we, and the new desk is, is like an oval desk. So I wonder, can I look over my shoulder at that point, and there you are. Yeah. Or I sit at the end of the oval looking across the table. You are at the, on the other side of the oval? At the point. That's where you're going to be. If I sit at the point, I'm looking at you and Jonathan. Maybe. Okay. So we're, all, we're a couple of weeks away from the new desk. New desk. The new desk, and I know I'm supposed to be on the segment, but let me tell you about the new desk. It weighs 550 pounds. By, got, the, got, by the way, folks, we're on the second floor. Yeah, I got a call <laughs> without from the an people elevator. that said, uh, we're not selling you the desk unless you can get it to where you're going. And I said, I got double doors, and I got a wide staircase. And they said, it's 550 pounds. 550 said, pounds. Wow. That's me and one other guy. Get it up the stairs. Really? No problem. Put it right on my back. No, you will not. 550 pounds is like the world's record for lifting, right? Close. I got this. I think you should, you should practice in carrying me around the store for a while. Just for a warm-up. Yeah. Not quite at 550, but it's a good warm-up. Yeah. It's warm enough. All right. 
I can carry you up the stairs. Okay, that ding-ding means the time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair, Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle, a 550-pound desk or Mr. Jonathan? No. It's always going to be me. Because Chuck is still here and we can have an intelligent argument about the answer to this, because if it was just me and you, me and you, um, Mr. Jonathan, would be done. The Red Sox versus the Yankees. Oh. In Uh, golf. Nope. In? In baseball. And we're going to look historically, and we look uh, futuristic or um, recent history. I mean, how do you determine, as as a Red Sox fan or as a guy from Boston, I automatically say the Red Sox because this is where I'm from. Yes. And Barry on the other end from New York, he's automatically going to go to the Yankees. I mean, they have 27 world championships. Uh-huh. That speaks to numbers alone. So past the Yankees. Present, the Red Sox, and the future, the rivalry is heating up again. Both teams are jockeying back and forth for first place. As a New Yorker, I got to go Yankees. In your lifetime? Even in my lifetime, I still got to go Yankees. Because I was born in 69, so I had the Yankees in the late 70s. I had the Yankees with, the, with their run of championships in the early 2000s, late 90s. I still got to go Yankees. They've won more world championships in my lifetime than the Red Sox have won. In your lifetime. In my lifetime. Is that true? Is that true, Barry? 100%. Are you sure? Yes. Three, do, you want to look, do you want to break out your phone? Three in the 70s. Would they win? Four or five? That's eight in my lifetime. Okay. Boston has not won eight championships in my lifetime. Correct. Is that true? It's true. So not in only... his lifetime. Okay. So it depends how old you are. Yeah, I guess. But I, I'm not even going to go there. I, don't, I think it's a weak argument. What have you done for me today is the argument, Barry. And That's why I said today it's the Red Sox. I'll give it to you. Today's the Red Sox. So when was the last time that the Yankees were on top? When uh, year? Last time they won the World Series, which was 03 or 04. So 15 years ago? 03 maybe? So in the past 15, 14 years they've done nothing? One. One, One championship. Okay. To so the Red Sox, three? Three. Yep. So scoreboard would say three to Red Sox to one Yankee. Uh, Red Sox are ahead. So so if you're in, if you're 14 years old, it's the Red Sox. It's the Red Sox. That's right. But if you're 100 years old, you'd say the Yankees. There you go. So maybe age does play a factor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I grew up with Roger Clemens as a pitcher for the Red Sox. Look at you throwing names out there. Uh, <laughs> and you had Pedro as yeah. a pitcher for the Red Sox. Two of my favorite pitchers of all time. And Pedro had such control over the ball. It was the he was the only reason that I watched baseball was when he was in his prime. The only reason, yeah. because he could strike batters out at will. He was just a domineering force, and for that reason alone, I go Red Sox. I don't care about championships. My two favorite pitchers of all time were Red Sox. Players. And we've had Big Poppy on the show. Yes. So, I mean, so, Barry. Yeah, who's the Yankee guys? That, that yeah, Nomar Garcia Para. Did he come on? Was he a Yankee? Look at you throwing names out I just know names. I don't know yeah. who they played for. He, he was a Red Sox. Was, oh, yeah. all right. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Red Sox. In obscure Nation. names. You know, it's not like John Smith or something. Right. Nomar yeah. Garcia Para. Wow. Awesome. Well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. I may have had advanced knowledge that uh, this was the question this week. And we got Rico Petroselli that comes in the store all the time. We're yeah. going to do a book signing, by I'm the way. I'm a big fan of yeah, his Louis, in general. Louis, Louis Tian. Louis Tian. And Rico Petroselli told me personally 
that he wished he had a chance to play for the Yankees. Nobody's believing that at all. Okay. Yeah, Nobody no, believes that. You have no source on that. No. Right now. No corroborating <laughs> no, evidence. No, it was a private conversation. Yeah, And he told you not to bring it up. Right. No, I never preface it with off the record. Therefore, it is on the record. As record. I leave the show, I'm going to give some counsel, Barry. When they say off the record, you can't <laughs> yeah, say it. Yeah. He told me off the record. So uh, so that's Chuck's new job, even though he won't be on the show. He's going to call in as Barry's <laughs> lawyer every once in a while. Like Squat to, checker. Uh, off I, the record I, means do not <laughs> say this. <laughs> Or you could say it, but not name the source. Right. So the uh, the winner is um, the Red Sox. Yes. By the way, Correct. Red Sox is the winner. Awesome. Obviously, um, for the as the Cigar Authority, the best team ever is the Red Sox. Did okay. you ever hear back from the uh, the gentleman? I don't want to say his name yet. That kind of called. Well, didn't really call us out. He should have called us out. He was speaking about the top five cigar authorities, if you will. Uh, no, I never Did heard he, back from he, him. All but, right. Uh, not negatively or positively. He, he's he obviously doesn't listen to the His show. His name was Fred. Uh, you're being too kind. Yeah, but uh, nah, I heard nice things from other people, though, that said you guys are awesome and whatever. But, uh, Interesting. Interesting. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm much like Jonathan when it comes to when somebody leaves us out or says something negative. I'm more interested in, yeah. this, in the subject. Absolutely. For, for what reason? It's weird, but... That's the way it is. Um, okay, so the 2017 Cigar Trophy nominees have been named, and voting now takes place. Next week, we are going to tell you who we all individually voted for, and we'll go through every category of what that is. Um, and we won't know until the, the awards ceremony, but we'll end up telling you who we think we would have voted for and who we think is going to win. So that's going to be your homework to do next week. But you, the listener, now has the opportunity to vote and decide who is going to win. So the voting will take place now till June 30th. So if you're interested in doing that, you simply go to CigarJournal.com. Or you can go directly to CigarTrophy.com. Okay. Ah. And there you will choose um, from the the, um, nominees which one you would like to win. And you go into, for instance, best brand in Costa Rica, and there'll be a list of five brands, and then you choose one of them, and you move down to best Cuba, and there's best brand and best cigar. Mm. So what is the best brand, and then is what the cigar, meaning the size of the cigar. So obviously if you picked the best brand of Cohiba, would the best cigar be the Cohiba Siglo 6? Maybe you think it isn't the Cohiba Siglo 6, and you would pick the Monte Cristo number 2 as the best cigar, but not necessarily the best brand. Good so explanation. It's your choice of what to do, and you go all the way down to best Dominican, best Honduran, best Nicaraguan. Um, also, you have the uh, best cigar lounge and the best accessories. Now, the best accessories, I had to actually look some of these things up. Because I didn't know what some of them are. Mm. And then I say, wow, that's a cool accessory. I didn't even know existed. So pretty cool to do that also. And as far as the best lounges, I don't know them. Uh, So I'm looking online myself to say, okay, that's pretty cool. I heard of this. I know this guy, but just never been to them. So you ever go to Bangkok? Uh, is this some trick where you're going <laughs> to whack me in the junk? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but there's a cigar lounge in Bangkok. i never been there, so I don't know. One of my students lives in Thailand, so maybe I can have him go check it out. Okay. Uh, Lotus Jaws Cutter, by the way, 
is on for a best accessory. Nice. But I'm not going to make that choice. You would think I would automatically go to it because I actually know that product, but I have to look at the other ones because I don't know them all. So pretty cool to do. Next week, we're going to tell you who we chose. The reason why we're going to wait till next week is we don't want to tell you and then have anything to do with your voting. Correct. Because so that would make any votes that came in after that null yeah. and void. So next week, we'll end rules. up going through that. And, uh, but you guys have to look at that so that you're prepared next week uh, to make that choice. So what are, what are our thoughts here on can Lee I, Krem? Uh, can, I, can I do this mailbag? Do we get time to do this? Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we just got a letter. Barry Stein, I am going to punch you in your Bangkok. That is not allowed on the show anymore now that Chuck is off starting next week. I'm deleting I haven't played it. that in months. I'm deleting it, and I'm deleting it from the hard drive. Dumbest thing. No offense, Chuck. No, Party pooper. He can do whatever he wants. He's in control now. No, so, he can't. So I'm deleting listen, it. Listen, he gets the abuse when things go wrong, and we say to him, that's wrong, and why aren't you doing this? But then he also gets... Which is a give and take. He gets the power of the board and gets to control the show. I control it from the back end, and I'm deleting it. And it's Jonathan's gone. all about the back end. Yes, he is. All right, the following message <laughs> huh? was submitted. I got a sound effect over here. That's right Through on. The contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jason writes just catching up on the podcast, specifically the latest Steve Saka episode. Mm. After Dave asked Steve about some of his favorite cigar lounges around the country, Steve replied with a few of the lounges owned and patronized by black Americans. Dave seemed surprised that he would feel comfortable being the only Caucasian in that setting. Just wondered if you could ask him why the shock and awe. At my local lounge, many times I'm the only person of my ethnicity, which is not mentioned which ethnicity he is, and never feel out of place or unwanted. I think cigar enthusiasm can bridge many difference gaps. All right, so Jason is an African-American. You're guessing that? I'm guessing, and he's comfortable being in an all-white setting, which is great. Very great. Um, Steve is the whitest guy I know. True. He's a big white guy. Even the hair on his face is white. He's white. Wouldn't you think he should feel a little out of place? I mean, I guess you could you could make the argument if you were. I'm glad he wasn't. If you were uh, an American and you're in Ireland and you walk in and you're in uh, an Irish pub and everybody there is Irish and you're American, do you potentially feel out of place being at that pub? That's when a I, fair question. When I go to the Dominican Republic and they take me off the beaten path to some place and I'm the only guy not even speaking their language in there, am I out of place? I'm absolutely out of place. I feel safe and comfortable, whatever, but I'm out of place. And that really was just your question. I think so he was w- trying to. I think he was trying to spin this and, and maybe make this in some way racially charged. Well, but you know, look, I think I'm, the question I'm, was I'm an looking over your question. shoulder here of a shocked Dave. Was I shocked? I don't know. I'm I curious. think shocked is a bit of an overstatement. But curious. It's, curious is it's a not, better. It's not a racial thing if Jason is going that direction. I don't think so. All right. That was his I question. Not. It's not a, uh, but aren't you, don't you feel odd when you're the only person of a certain, if you were in a room with all women, well, I have an you're example. the only guy there? I got, I got out of work late. I'm not working again, right? Yeah. Thursday night. Well, two nights ago. Thursday you're already night. keeping you late. See what happens No, here? no, they're not keeping me late. Okay. That's my, it's me. Oh, all right. It's me. It's being Beautiful. Beautiful. Close the office down. Last one out. So I was starving. Hadn't had dinner yet. So I stopped at a bar slash grill. I don't even know the name of it. 
ended up walking in. It was a biker's bar. I'm wearing. Yeah, there we go. Chico, like Chino uh, casual pants, a button down shirt, you know, here made up. What, yeah, I mean, I you don't just came fit. from a work environment. Yeah. And I'm in a biker bar. Tattoos. Yeah. Skinheads. Yeah. Karaoke, like loud music. I felt a little uncomfortable. I was kind of like, you know, you walk in and the record. Yeah. The hell is this? Yeah. But I think quickly. Even uh, when you dress different than everybody else, it's just being different. The yeah. feeling of being different than the others is that a little. Oh, I would say that that is lessened. Overdressed, when you are underdressed. Right. In a cigar setting because cigars end up, as Jason astutely pointed out, they bridge the gap. It is and the equalizer. Is, it is the equalizer. Yeah. Makes everybody the same. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Which is great. So uh, what's our early thoughts here on Le Creme by Crown Heads? Smooth, balanced. Boy, do rich, I, do rich, I like the size? Rich chocolate notes. Do I like the size? I miss this size. It's a souffle. This is, this is the size that cigars should be, used to be. Yeah. This was a regular thing. I like the size. Yeah. This is a semi-sweet, very rich, very dense chocolate mousse. All day. Definitely getting chocolate. And I don't want to get chocolate because they said chocolate souffle. I want to taste something different, and that's all I can taste. Yeah, cream and it's, chocolate, right? It's not sweet, but it, it is a it's a sharp chocolate mousse of some kind. It's very good. It is good. It's, it's almost dessert. Yeah, you could have this after a steak. But yeah. instead of calories. But it's got some body to it. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Not overly it's not, strong. It's not a weak. It's not a... Beginner cigar by any means, but it's not overly done. But it, it's a, it's a. I don't see anybody, more than medium. I don't see anybody in the Cigar Authority care package, and I know we've got some mild smokers in is there. Is this part of the care package? Yes, yes it, it is. Oh, everybody got uh, this. Good. Is that still open? Uh, no, it is no, not. It's not. What? I, I don't see anybody having trouble so, no. with this. You warned them. Yeah, you warned them. Yeah, yeah. Next year, maybe. We'll see where we're at. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll we be gotta, participating I, now. We got a studio to pay for, so. <laughs> I will be a participant in the, the care package. By the way, I have spent way too much money on this yes, thing. <laughs> I'm out of control. We're going to take a break. When we come back, just a couple of weeks from, away from IPCPR, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailer Show, and the boys at Crown Heads are ready. What do they expect? And do they have a few aces up their sleeve? We'll talk to the owner of Crown Heads, John Huber. When we return, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining 
setting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. And we are back live. 
from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studio. You're listening to the Cigar Authority now in our eighth year, and every year um, we bring on uh, on each show, um, try to bring on somebody from the cigar industry, and right before the IPCPR, uh, we're bringing on uh, John Huber from Crown Heads. John, are you there? Dave, I am here. Oh, my today? goodness. Okay, beautiful. Something we, worked. Something worked. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Uh, well, it, it, Skype didn't work. I mean, we went through uh, quite a, an ordeal trying to get our Skype thing to, to connect, but it didn't. So we're just going to do this the old-fashioned way. Okay. We'll chat on the phone. So. Yeah, but it sounds, sounds crystal clear. Very good. How about you? All's good? All is, all is wonderful. All is great. Uh, hey, congrats on the show, man. I mean, I didn't realize you guys were on this for eight years now already. Eight years. It's yeah, blown it's up. So it's, uh, we're going to keep doing it till we get it right, so we could be on forever. So just <laughs> it's a, quite possible. Just a warning well, congrats, on that. Man. So uh, lo- looking and getting ready <clears throat> to interview you uh, in a press release in 2011, February 2011, um, <clears throat> um, former director of uh, lifestyle marketing for CAO said he was forming Crown Heads, a new cigar company uh-huh. with three former employees from CAO. Is it everything right. that you expected six and a half years later? Um, what, what has changed? Is it the direction you thought this was going to go in? You know, I think a lot's changed, Dave. Um, and, and to answer your original question, I think it's one of those cases of be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I always it, – it's, it's, it comes with some challenges, let's put it that way. Um, it's a huge blessing, and I love to go to – work and do what I do every day and, and I'm very fortunate but there, you know there, there's some str- struggles and stresses and challenges behind the scenes just like anything else sure. um, and what's changed over the last six years is really the kind of the course of our, the nature of our business I think I think initially we were probably more focusing on maybe doing one two or three brands core brands and, and not a lot of limited edition stuff um, but just Organically, that's kind of grown and changed a little bit over the years, and um, you know now we, we've kind of ironically garnered a reputation for some of our annual limited edition stuff. So, um, but you know we're flexible. That's it's, it's the beauty of having a smaller company. Uh, we don't have any corporate aspirations or corporations or P and L reports and you know plannings and SWOT analysis and all this mm. stuff. And so we can pretty much we can kind of move on the fly. So. Right. Um, you, it's fun to be able to go in there and create every day. Do you feel that the success of your limited editions has in any way hurt your regular core lines, or is it a way to uh, attract attention to the consumer to your core lines by having these annual releases? That's a very good question. I think I would hope the answer is the latter. I hope it does shine a light on the regular production stuff, but I'm, what we've found recently, in fact, is that you know a lot of people, while they may know us for say four kicks they don't know us for la imperiosa somebody might know us for las calaveras but they don't know us for jericho hill so i think what we've kind of figured out over the you know trying to get this thing right as you guys say is that you know there's got to be some way that we can tie the entire family together and say you know this is all crowned heads um a lot of it's it's funny because you know mike and i mike connor and i have this conversation that you know when we first started out four kicks was our inaugural release and everybody came to know four kicks but they didn't know what's crowned heads that's some other cigar or something now you know six years later it's like a lot of people know crowned heads but they don't realize or understand all the different brands that come under crowned heads 
Hmm. So was this your first time as an uh, entrepreneur, basically, a self-employed, owning the company? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, but I always look at my time at CAO. It's, it's kind of like my undergrad degree. Yes. And, you know, that was a very, very much uh, an entrepreneurial uh, spirit in that company. And it was, I mean, gosh, I learned so much, not just about business, but just life in general from John Osgener. I mean, he was truly, you know, if I had a pick mentors in my lifetime. He's one of them. I mean, he's such a great man. Um, very spiritual, very, just <laughs> taught me a lot about life in general, we'll put it that way. But yeah, I mean, that was, so I always kind of felt like I was part of an entrepreneurial team there at CAO. Um, but now it's just kind of taking it one step further, I suppose. So now you, you see some things, you know, I, I've been self-employed my whole life and I always try to uh, mm. think, think in the minds of my employee employees um of they think differently than me now that you've done it do you see some of the moves that cao had done while you were there and understand them better because now you know you're basically writing the front of the check signing the front of the check instead of the back of the check and it's you know it's business right yeah absolutely it is business i mean one thing that you know when when mike and i mike condor and i first started this thing or even started planning it before i had a name I, i told him Clearly, I said, I don't want to do, I don't want to create CAO 2.0. I don't want to just, you know, take it and do it all over again. I want to do something very different. And we sat down and spent about three and a half weeks just defining the, the company's philosophy, um, which sounds kind of crazy to spend three and a half weeks making, making a mission statement, if you will. But yeah. we knew that if we, we did that, that, and we adhere to that going forward, that everything that we did had to come back to that statement that we would be okay. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of soul-searching and digging, like, okay, what's really important about this? Is it, Are we going to try to sell more cigars than everybody? Are we going to try to sell the best cigars? Are we going to just try to be authentic? What's, what's the core values here? So, you know, while I did learn a lot at CAO, I also learned things that I might want to do a little different going forward as well. All right. And, and you've stayed pretty true to your original um mantra of this is the direction of the company and you, you, you're going forward that way? I'm curious as hell what direction. Like, yeah, Dave, I- I'd like to think we have, Dave. Um, All right. You know, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that Mike and I was always, you know, be authentic and just be uh, a little bit transparent about what we're doing and be who we really are. Um, and, you know, it's like neither one of us try to, you know, portray ourselves as like these, you know, cigar rollers and we're in a field, you know, smelling leaves sure. and, you know, validating tobacco. I mean, that's not us. I mean, we're just, we're two guys, you know, that, that grew up in the business more or less. And now we're doing it on our own. So, you know, authenticity, integrity, loyalty, those were kind of the, the founding, you know, I don't know what it has to do with cigars, but that's just kind of how we wanted to run the company. Yeah. And, so, um, so everything we do ties back to that. So you're talking about Mike Condor. He's your partner in the business. And Mike's uh, yes. beginning was with uh, in the cigar industry, as far as I know, uh, was with General Cigar and sales. Um, so he had yeah. something different than, than, you know, that wasn't your forte and yours, plus he was with more of a corporate company. So what is, you know, does it end up working out that he's got something that you don't understand and he, you have something he doesn't understand that together you got it all? Yeah, in a nutshell, you, you could say that. I mean, Mike actually started at a retail tobacco store, um, Oxmoor Smoke Shop, back when he was like oh, he he was 17 when he started. Yeah, so he had a retail background, which led to gen- his 20 years, I think, in general. Wow. Um, so yeah, he's had an extensive, you know, background. And I started with CAO April of '96, 
So, I mean, we, we both have some years in the business, but, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's a, it, it matches very well. Like, we have a very good, organically, we have a good working relationship where he has more of the, the business mind and I have the crazy kind of, uh, I guess, creative, if you want to call it that or whatever, mind where ideas pop into my head and I'm, I'm, I'm tasked with, like, okay, come up with new brands, new ideas, this, that, and the other. But, you know, it, it, it dovetails nicely together because, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, that forecasting and cash flow and all that stuff that Mike happens to do and, and that I really would, in a perfect world, not want to be tasked with. So I'm not, which is lucky. So I can just focus on, you know, I can just focus on branding, on the company, on the fun stuff that I love to do. And I, I just get to create every day. So, John, I would like to. Yeah, back it works nicely. Barry here. I would like to backtrack a little bit hey, to what you said um, it changed, you know, it's more of the limited yeah. editions, more of a, an important part of the company. Where back when you started with CAO, the limited edition didn't really exist. Is that the fault of right. social media and bloggers? Do you think that hurts the overall company's ability to build core lines as the primary focus? I don't, I don't put any blame on, on social media or bloggers. In fact, I'm very grateful for the advent of social media and, and bloggers because, you know, back when I started in like, you know, the mid to late nineties, the only way you got any kind of quote unquote news out is you literally typed a press release and put it in the fax machine and you sent it to Cigar Aficionado magazine, hoping that eventually it was going to be somewhere, you know, either on their, you know, it was, they didn't even have a website at that time and Cigar Insider hadn't even come out yet. So you had this magazine that came out, you know, four times a year and that was it. So nowadays, you, know, you press a button, and pretty quickly you get your, your message out there. So I'm, I'm grateful for social media and for bloggers. Um, I, you know, if, if it's hurt our core lines, then it's shame on us because then we just haven't done as good of a job as we should be doing educating our consumers that, okay, this is just one part of, you know, this is just the icing, but we have this cake over here, and it's called Four Kicks, Heather Grange, J.D. Howard, Lon Imperioso, Jericho Hill, you know, on and on and on. That's the cake. That's the core. And then the icing is the, the Las Calaveras and, and, and things of that nature. So I, I blame us for, you know, and I take a lot of the blame myself for not really telling that message clearly and succinctly enough to educate the consumer. So we're, we're working on it. John, which comes first, and, and this is kind of the age-old question, the, chi the chicken or the egg, uh, which comes first for you as a company, the idea of the cigar, like we're smoking the La Carême right now, or is it that you end up with a blend and you say, okay, this is the blend that we're going to go with and you build from the blend up? Or do you start at the cigar idea and work down to the blend? The answer to the question is yes. <laughs> Basically because it, it, it happens, it's happened both ways. For instance, Las Calaveras back in early 2014 came with an idea. Like I always had this idea that I want to do this annual homage to people that we lost because it just got to be this constant, you know, do you know so-and-so passed away? No way, really? Yeah. And Las Calaveras started with an idea. La Carême, for instance, started with a blend. I wanted to use Connecticut Broadleaf on a regular production line with Ernie since we started in 2011, 2012. And every year it was the same thing. He'd be like, sorry, bro, you know, not enough yield, no Broadleaf, no Broadleaf. Every year he'd shoot me down. And I started, like, looking at the EP, you know, EPC, like, inch. It's coming out in inch Madero, this 90 ring gauge thing. And I'm like, that circles all the broadleaf. So, you know, there we go. I can see why you don't have any left over. 
But um, but no, and he's taking really good care of us. So he, he gave us the opportunity to, to do a broadleaf blend. So that, that that started with the tobacco. That started with the blend, and we finalized the blend. Then we needed something to call that blend. And um, it all transpired in a phone call, basically, to Ernie. And he's like, what do you think of that final sample? And I'm like, it's, it's really rich. It's, it's got a really rich texture to it, and it's, I love the flavor. And he said, yeah. He goes, it, it smokes like a chocolate souffle. And that just kind of like went rang a bell in my head, and that led to the name of the Karam. It's perfect. It's perfect as, as we lit it up. Thank uh, you. It, that, that was it. We, Absolutely. We, we wondered if, because we read that, is that what's in our mind? But there's no doubt about it. I yeah, mean, this no is question. a flavor to it. Very well, you can, you, you, can, you can blame uh, Ernie. If that's yeah. what's, if, <laughs> I give him credit for not only you know, blending the cigar, but in a, in a weird way he had a hand in naming the cigar as well. So, now, yeah, obviously, the, the, genius the of, question on everybody's mind, since you guys uh, didn't exist before 07, is what are yeah. your concerns around FDA? Are you nervous? Obviously, you're going to be nervous, yeah. but... Does it look like you guys are going to be surviving beyond uh, two years from now as a company? Well, it's like, you know, my, yeah, like Mike and I said, look, you know, we're both at a stage in our lives where this is it. You know, we, we put all the chips in. We're all in. Um, and, you know, this has got to work. We don't have any choice. And so we've taken every precaution behind the scenes, spent a lot of money behind the scenes towards you know, if let's put it this way, if worst case scenario prevails, we should be able to survive in terms of, you know, substantial equivalency. And we basically just took all the steps that a lot of the bigger companies took. And I, I give, you know, Mike full credit for that because of his connections within the industry. He's like, oh, so-and-so here says do this, so-and-so there said do that. And so, you know, we've, you know, considering a company our size, it's a small, I think we've actually been very intelligent about preparing for worst case scenario and hoping for some sort of relief but in the other way it's like you know we were planning to be here for the long haul we're not gonna we're not gonna go out like that no way there we go so i see you brought on another former cao guy uh back in the day miguel sodell um what is his yes. role and uh why have you done that he's actually the second cao guy that we brought brought on we also have brian mcgee who's our, our rep who's based out of texas he's our in-house guy and uh brian was our first former cio sales guy we brought miguel Shodell back um his role as national sales manager we had just gotten to a point where you know recently like we needed somebody to really kind of manage the team and, and build certain territories that were suffering so that was really his his role out of the gate was to build certain territories and then eventually you know to kind of manage the force as we build it brick by brick um, we also have Wes Thornton. He's another our original in-house guy. So we've got two in-house, well, three in-house. Oh, we uh, dropped the call. So uh, we'll get him back on the line. Okay. <clears throat> dropped the call. So Miguel Sodell, um, I, I saw him recently. He's the guy that wrote the, the Ten, Ten Commandments. Commandments of Cigars, and he's, he's moved around uh, as years went on to different companies, and uh, he came up to see me in the office. And he seemed very, very happy. Very excited to be working like for them. Where he belongs. Mm -hmm. and, and from what I understand, um, he had, had tried to get in with uh, Crown Heads right, right from the go. At the tone, please. <laughs> <laughs> so this is live radio. So uh, this is what we end up uh, getting. Well, the one thing I can, I can assure you is that was not Barry. That was a cell phone signal drop. So we, Barry's in the clear on that one. All right. Thank you. 
So, uh, yeah, um, Miguel seemed very happy in his new role, and from what I understand, he tried to get in with those guys from the go, but they weren't uh, prepared to be able to handle uh, something there. Uh, we got John back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, beautiful. I don't know how much of that you guys missed out, but, um, yeah, no, uh, to go back to Miguel, though, um, you know, it, it, we had gone, actually, actually gone after him a couple of times in the past, and it, the opportunity either wasn't right or the timing wasn't right or he was – you know, with another company and everything, you know, it's a very long story, but everything kind of lined up that, you know, at the end of March, uh, he was in town. I was like, Hey, why don't you come by for a cigar? And we ended up talking for like five hours. And the next day he came in again for like another five hours. And by Monday morning, we had a deal. So that's it. A lot of alcohol um, induced yeah. and, and signed at the bottom line. That's it. <laughs> Whatever it takes. He's yeah. a good, he's a good dude. He came, yes, he, he came up to see me. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he understands a, a lot in the cigar industry, I think, than uh, a lot of uh, reps and company people don't understand. Um, he really mm-hmm. uh, understands the retailer dramatically. Yes. I don't know if you ever saw his Ten Commandments yeah. uh, of the Cigar Lounge and things that we quote all the time. I didn't even know him. I called him okay. up one day. I said, you know, I bring this up all the time. Are you cool with it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like him, and I, I think he's a, a huge asset for you. I think it's going to be great. John, Thank you. Um, I, 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 I think he's a good get, as I put it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's he's mature and wise beyond his years because I remember the day he, we hired him at CAO. He was wow. 22, you know, and, and that's it's incredibly young to start in the business. But within his first three or four years, he's always one of the top three or four guys in the, in the sales team. So, you know, he's been doing it for 14, 15 years, but, I mean, very seasoned, very professional, good dude, yeah. good, solid family guy, has all the values that I'd want in a, in a person, you know, let alone an employee. So um, we're very excited about having him on board. John, we had a show uh, the other week, and uh, we were listing off the faces of cigar brands, and it doesn't appear that you or Mike have stepped up to be the, in quotes, face of the brand. You know, you can think of uh-huh. 10 or 15 brands, I'm sure, off the top of your head where that brand is synonymous yeah. with the person that owns it. Why is it that sure. you seem to have taken a back seat as the face of the brand and you've got someone like Miguel who doesn't own the company, but we see him more now on social media and obviously in person than we, we ever see of you? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was all done from day one intentionally. Um, one of the things when I, I alluded to, you know, when I said to Mike, I don't want to build CAO 2.0. One of my real core, core values that I wanted going forward was I wanted to build equity in the brands. I didn't want to build equity into the personalities. Now, you know, that being said, like, you know, you could take somebody like, for instance, like Rocky, good friend, great guy, hugely successful. He did it that way where he became the face of that brand and he worked his tail off on the road to his credit and he's built an empire. But I just wanted to do it a little bit differently. And Mike fortunately agreed to, okay, that makes sense. Because I felt like right out of the gate, like if we made ourselves the faces or whatever, we would only be as strong as that time we're in the shop. For instance, like, you know, if we were doing a four kicks promo five years ago, maybe we could sell 10 or 15 boxes if Mike or I were there. And then if we're not in the shop, then it's not going to be, you know. So I wanted to really put the focus, the money, the attention into the tobacco, into the cigar, into the brand, and let the brand build equity. I, I always talk about, for instance, like the wine industry, like, I may like Kenwood Wines or something, but I don't know the guy that is the owner of the vintner or the, the, the vineyard or sure. I don't know the guy that blended the wine. 
I don't want him to sign a bottle of wine for me. I just want to enjoy the wine. Yeah. That's the kind of success that I wanted to have in the cigar industry. I wanted to be able to do it without being that guy. You know what I mean? And do and you feel like you've accomplished that? Me, I feel like we've, we've reached a certain level of success, surely, in the first five years. Um, you know, the trajectory has been fantastic. And, yeah, the fact that you guys even say, like, my face is not synonymous with the brand, that to me is successful. You know, I'd like... I always said, like, within 10 years, I'd love to walk into a shop and buy some cigars and be standing next to a guy buying Four Kicks or La Imperiosa, and he not, the guy doesn't even know who I am, but he's enjoying the product. Then, yeah. to me, that will be success. That's awesome. I so, don't, I'm, yeah, I'm not in it to be that famous guy. I don't want to sign. You know what I mean? I always find it weird when people ask me to sign a box or something like that because I didn't make the cigar. I didn't blend it. I mean, you know, I might have the idea in my head. I may be part of the team that brought it to the shelf but don't ask me i mean i'm not celebrity you know it's just the weirdest thing to me yeah. celebrity in the star you and dave both weird yeah yeah it's, it's, yeah i don't it, get it it's, it it's no amazing sense. that it happened of, of how this industry evolved in it because you know it's 32 years for me that certainly when i got in the business there was no such thing as that but it evolved into it right. so that's what it is so, so, so before yep. we quickly let you go anything to yeah. announce for ipcpr Line extensions, a full release of something that came out on August 7th. Full release of something? What came out on August 7th? Well, you know, that was the the 8th was the FDA deadline. So is there anything oh, that's coming okay. out to the We're masses? <laughs> Just throwing you a law ball there, no, buddy. No, <laughs> we, um, <laughs> man, we've, we've had a busy first half of 2017. Um, you know, we did a, our annual exclusive for Hawaii with Paniolo. We did a TAA exclusive, Angels Anvil 17. We did we brought back Headley Grange drumstick, four kicks mule kick. We just dropped, uh, gosh, 140,000 Las Calaveras cigars. You know, so that's just in the first six months. So we really aren't going to come out with like this huge. Oh yeah, we got X, Y, and Z at the show. We're going to have one basic new line there that we're not ready to, to announce, but there'll be one new thing there that's basically a line extension. Um, aside from that, we're going to try to shine a little bit of light on Luminosa, which is um, the Connecticut shade, or Connecticut Ecuador, rather, cigar that we released earlier in the year that we don't really feel got the full exposure and fanfare that it deserved. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, hopefully, it'll be a good show. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping that everybody in the brick-and-mortar sector gets out and support. I hope so. That, you know, I hope so. Are, yeah, I've been hearing tenants is going to be down. you got to come out and support your industry. Absolutely. Gotta, so we only have one know. show a year. It's crazy to somebody That's to right. think... Let me skip over it. Are you kidding me? I can't, I can't yeah. wait. So there is going to be a brand out there. You're not prepared to end up saying it, but there's some new, something new yeah. going to be. You know, there. you could tell us, and uh, you can't get fired because you're the boss. Yeah, we just throw it out. First letter? First letter? I, I, could, I couldn't fire myself. Yeah. Pardon me? First letter of the brand? <laughs> first letter of the brand. Um, I, can give you the first, I can give you the first letter of the brand, F. F. Okay. So we're going to look forward to the F brand. It's not like the F word, but it's the F brand. Right. And, uh, but it's the right, F right. word good, I heard. The F word is really good. Yes, it's, it's very good. It's very good, actually. I'm very happy with it. Um, this is one of the things that came into it was very logical. It, was very, it fell into place very, very organic. So, you know, easily. one interesting thing about yeah. your company is you, you do change manufacturers. You have different brands from different manufacturers. Did you happy you made mm -hmm. that move, all eggs, not one basket type of feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love Ernie. I mean, like on a personal level, um, you know, 
he's he's like family to me. He's always asking about my wife and my daughter, and you know, he's we're just very very tight and connected on a personal level. The, the reality is that you know he's he's at a certain level in terms of production numbers that I just you know we can't get everything out of there that we wanted to. So fortunately, you know, going back to late 2013, early 14, we had an opportunity. Um, to meet the Garcia family through an old friend of mine, Pete Johnson, who facilitated that meeting, and we were able to, you know, develop that relationship into a business relationship. So it's literally about half of the regular production stuff comes from uh, the Bacalera La Alianza, which is Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and the other half is coming from my father's cigars. So you really, you know, right. unless you're going to get Padron and Fuente to make cigars for you, you can't really think of two better, right? You know, partners. Here we go. So, so this new cigar is coming well. out of one of those two. Yes. Okay. That's, we won't push and press yeah, anymore. Yeah, you heard it here first, sort of. <laughs> there we go. But listen, right. listen uh, best of luck to you going forward. Uh, give me, give the best you. to uh, Mike, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you guys on the show. I appreciate it, and much continued success with Cigar Authority. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you. We're going to take a break right Bye. now, and when we uh, come back, we're going to light up gentlemen Chuck Morrison's favorite cigar and reflect – Kill that whole program, Barry, before you do anything. I already did. Okay. This is when the music's supposed to play. But uh, anyway, when we come back, we're going to light up Gentleman Chuck Morrison's favorite cigar and reflect about our time with him and remember him. No, he's not dead. He's just dead to us. I'm just kidding. That's not very gentlemanlike. But the final hour on the Cigar Authority with Gentleman Chuck Morrison. When we return, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And when you're smoking your La Carême by the folks at Crown Lee Carême. Lee Carême. Always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil 
oils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. 
But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former gravekeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Lafleur Dominicana Cigar Studio. We are the self-proclaimed Cigar Authority, now in our eighth year, keeping you informed about everything cigar. Welcome back to our number two, this, the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, where you can set it and forget it. So, Chuck, that intro we just heard of the show, is that the last time we will hear that intro? I think so, man. That's, that's, that's the last one of that intro. It's, it's, Something man, new next week? That makes it, uh, yeah, that... That makes it uh, final, man. This is like it's hitting me right now. You brought the cake out. I mean, you got a cake. Sean's daughter made that cake with your picture oh, on nice. it. No way. Oh, yeah. Really? She's got a gift. You got a it's gift. Incredible. All right, give it a cut. I want to taste. Can I have a piece of that? The Mr. official Jonathan? cutting brought to you by Perdomo. Even though it's a cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Anything we cut, it's Perdomo because he cut out the federal S chip tax and uh, right there. Here we go. I'm not going to say you can't have it. It's not on our diet. Oh yeah. But Maybe Chuck will cut you a small piece and it won't be as painful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what's going to happen, Chuck, is he's going to eat the cake and then I'm, I'm off and rolling. I'm running the risk that this is it for the diet for him. Oh, yeah? The one good thing is that he'll go back to being pleasant again. Okay. Because he has been a bear. Has he been? Well, has he been? It's not going to happen. I'm not going to get pleasant. Have you been uh, good, Dave? Sticking no. to, you know. Yes, he has been good to the, uh, on the diet, but he has not been nice to me. I don't want any. Thank you. Oh, whatever. Can I have his? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stare at it. I'll exercise, put it right here. I'll exercise self-control. Yeah, you should. It's but like not having a piece on somebody's birthday. It's bad luck. There's no luck involved Barry, whatsoever. You, you, get, you get the cigar piece. You got awesome. You got the job. Right you're here. not going to eat that? No, you eat it. All right. May I get a fork, please? No. You can fork yourself. 
Sounds like a good thing. So yeah. I'm excited, guys. This is there's going to be some changes. I, so what Barry's going to be doing the asylum now? Yes, Jonathan, yeah. you're going to be taking over Debonair. Debonair, yeah. And we're going to do it today, just so you can pick it apart and tell them. Yeah, you can beat me up. Well, that wouldn't be very Debonair now, would it? No, but I'm asking. I'm asking for constructive criticism ah. because in my life I've been and listen, David's been testing me all week by <laughs> doing some things that aggravate me and seeing if I'm going to lose my s mm-hmm. over the whole thing, and I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. So it was obvious what I was doing. Yeah. That and okay. you're grumpy about the diet. So this cake is really good. Yeah. It tastes like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yep. Okay. So guys, get like a little Not only did on. he nail it, I have, to, I have to give a little behind the scenes on this. Not only did he nail it, but he's over there pooping himself that the sound card settings weren't going to revert once he reset that program. And so he just found a way to sneak the test in to see if it was working, and it's back to working right. So he only has half the show to post-produce <laughs> right. on the podcast. Good. It's like uh, Barry, that guys, was very good. It's like when you guys weren't here, I kind of became the king of the Segway. So it carried over just now into the little bit of the test. The king of the Segway. I didn't think uh, Segways were rated for that much. <laughs> but boom boom chain. Yeah, no. Not no, not, not very debonair. Not debonair. So, this hour, we're going to smoke whatever Chuck wanted to smoke, his favorite cigar or whatever he ended up wanting to smoke. And I was very surprised when I saw the scene, scene on the desk this morning yep. that this is what you chose. I was going to choose the traditional Padron 64th anniversary cigar okay. at, at Maduro. Yeah. Um, you love you that have, cigar? I do. Okay. I do. That is, uh, that's a go-to. And I think it's a celebra- celebratory cigar as well. Sure. You know, it's a special occasion. It, for me, it's not something I would smoke every day. Um, it's got to have some kind of, again, uh, worthiness to, to be lit. Yeah. Uh, you have an excellent sales force here. Um, Mikey Ward specifically sold me on the box breast. I have not had it. He said it's excellent. The box tube there, yeah. Yeah. Square um, tube. Square tube. Square cigar and a square tube. And it's the box press. Uh, yeah. Well, Right? Yep. Yeah. So this is uh, actually the second company to ever come out with a square tube, a square cigar and a square tube. The first one was CAO, and it was John Huber that did it. And I knew that. I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. I believe that might have been the last cigar that they actually came out with before they were bought out. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So See, that's, it's meant to be, right? Meant to be. So it connects the whole show together. Barry, what's the information on this? Well, this cigar was originally released at Inter Tobacco last year. The Padron tube was made available this year to members of the TAA, such as Two Guys Smoke Shop, TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, we light up Chuck's favorite, the Padron Soberano, which measures 5 by 52 and Chuck's no cheap date because the MSRP is 1450 so this is only a TAA cigar? For the time being. I don't know if that's going to be a permanent oh. thing, but it was only made available to members of the TAA for at least the initial release. Okay. Maybe we'll see it at the trade show for everybody else. But you're talking, would you say 14? 1450. 1450. 1450. And this is a Toro, maybe? It yeah, is. this is about the same size as their Toro. I think it's, it's a little thinner. It's like a Robusto because it's 5 by 52. Well, their regular Toro is 5 inches. Okay. They call it a Toro, there but it's go. five inches. Yeah. So this is the same length as Soberano. the TAA Toro. It's just a couple of ring gauge thinner. Yep. They okay. also have a slightly larger version that comes in a 6x50, and that would be the Presidente. So you've had this before, Barry. 
I have. Is it different than the other 64s? Yes, it is. And I will not say how until we all light it up. All right. All right. Let's give it a cut and light see what it's about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. Okay. It's all going to taste like chocolate to me, but mm-hmm. the 64 usually tastes like chocolate and raspberry. This is... Sweet tarts, and when you say raspberry, I'm going to say if a sweet tart had a raspberry flavor, like the red one, this yeah. tastes like the red sweet tart. All right. On the cold draw. I think nothing goes better. A Padron 64 Maduro and chocolate cake is the perfect pairing. You're already feeling better after you ate that I am. cake, I can tell you. Your <laughs> so why don't you back feed me? Feed me. Yes. Because you slice? charged me with getting you to lose 20 pounds before the trade show. You did it. No, no. You can't put it back on before the trade show. It doesn't count. Yeah. By the time I hit the trade show, I've got to be able to fit into those pants. Luckily, I'm the years them. that you're taking off my life are also the years that someone's going to be wiping my butt for me. So it's okay. There we go. But you are shortening my life. I want you to know that. You know what doesn't shorten my life because I get I get agitated apparently very easily. It's the Vertigo Cyclone Two because this is a guaranteed light. This lights every single time, so long as you bleed it out, which you should be doing with every single one of your lighters. The Vertigo Cyclone Two features a big ass adjustment wheel over there, big ass tank. It's three jets, double wall protection. The Vertigo Cyclone Two, fourteen ninety nine. Chuck, Home run. this was a perfect cigar for today. Thank you. Perfect. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, the the runner-up, by the way, would have been Anatomy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. But Good company. So right on the get-go, to me, you can instantaneously taste the difference of the Padron tube versus the non-tube. And it's the lack of cedar notes. The cedar notes are non-existent on the tube versions mm. of the cigar. All right. Wow. He's at the wheel. I guess all the rules are out, Chuck. You only get one per segment, and he gets them now every time he talks. Every time he wants. (laughs) This, right right on the initial light, when you first light up a 64, they tend to be, and I don't like the term aggressive because it's not a positive term, but a little bit more aggressive on the palate. There's more pepper right on the front, and this has none of that. It's a little smoother right off the bat as though... Maybe the cigar is aged longer because it's going to be in the tube? Perhaps. Dave nailed it, though. This does pair excellent with that oh, cake. It's perfect chocolate cake cigar. You the would think that any cigar pairs with chocolate cake. If, well, you, if you go and get Black Forest cake, this is a dense chocolate cake that has a one layer and strawberry in between yes, and another dense layer. Raspberry. And then... Raspberry, right? It's a raspberry, not a cherry. Not and your fork is right where the raspberry and the chocolate meets, and that's a fork taste you taste. Mm. Boom. Here it is. So, so it is like dessert. And that's the 64 every time, blindfolded, no band on it. Yeah. I got it every time. That's it. Yeah. It's different than the 26. I like the 64 the best. I like natural on almost every brand. When it comes to a Padron, 64, Maduro is the answer. 
That's the one to go with. And that's it. I don't have a sound effect, but I got a bell. I'll take a fist pump right there. There we go. Boom. See what he's doing there, Jonathan? There it is. You're just watering down my sound effect and giving it to everybody. Yep. So a little about Chuck Morrison, a.k.a. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Originally from Canton, Massachusetts, Chuck graduated from Canton High School and then, like most smart business people, moved over the border into New Hampshire where he attended college, class of 1999, Solby Sawyer College in New London, New Hampshire. Is that right? Colby Sawyer. Colby Sawyer. Yes, sir. Uh, Chuck became a radio producer for a number of different Stations in his career later, making mountains move and going independent and landing some big positions with such organizations as the NFL with the New England Patriots for over a decade, the WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment for Vince McMahon, and of course, the Cigar Authority, where he not only produces but played an active role here in the success, including his role as Gentleman Chuck Morrison for Debonair Cigars and Rum. Chuck started with the Cigar Authority on July 31st, 2010, immediately following Mr. Jonathan quitting after less than four months. He I'm on the have. fence right now, too. There we go. He's pushing me over this the edge. just how it was. <coughs> pushing me and pushing me. And we'll have more room. It'll be like first class in here. Just me and Barry. Oh, there'll be less class if I leave. So the first show he did... Jonathan left, and I'm going to tell you, Jonathan left in less than four months, and that included his giving me a month. I gave you as much notice as you needed. Yeah, a month notice to end up finding a replacement, which was Chuck Morrison. And he shows up for the first show with a new intro to the show, and we have it right here. This is the intro to the show. Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grello. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking, and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. (laughs) And the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. And that's how he started. That's the way to re- do it. After he replaced you, he came out swinging. Yes, the show did. hadn't even started yet, but boom! So I knew I had made the right decision at that point. Later on, Jonathan starts showing up. He's seen the <laughs> success of it, and he never left. You were. I've been pushing him this Struggling without me. <laughs> struggling. Oh, you're crazy. Those things are out there. The shows are out there. That's where we found it. I thought it went pretty damn good. Um, Chuck, a motivational speaker for his brand Making Mountains Move, an entrepreneur with his kitchen gadgets called Wicked Cuisine, a husband, a father of two girls. Uh, what you might not know about Chuck, his family calls him Charlie. Charlie, actually. Charlie. Charlie. Very, with the strong emphasis on the alley. So I always knew Chuck as Chuck. Yeah. When I heard them call him Charlie, I was like, Charlie? But that's the same as Charles as Chuck, but they call him Charlie. And um, when he got married, he came into the function after being married with not cross swords, but crossed baseball bats. Oh, that's right, yes. We crossed streams at my wedding. That's a <laughs> yeah, step yeah. up. Yeah. It's <laughs> a whole different thing. My... Whatever your so, thing is, buddy. Chuck is moving on, but it won't be goodbye. It will be till we meet again. I certainly hope yeah, so. Man, absolutely. So it's not going to be good riddance either. What, what have we missed about you? Is there something uh, 
I, you did a good job stalking yeah. me there, man. I mean, that's like the FBI. You, yeah. you took <laughs> the play out of the Patriots playbook there, you know? Yeah, I said, let me find a little about him of things I didn't know. and um, That's awesome. So, um, Wicked Cuisine, does that continue? Yeah, that continues. I have a business okay. partner. He's going to kind of take over more of the day-to-day responsibilities. But it's, uh, it's a business that is, you know, not good and kind of thankfully um, – um, kind of passive in its in its positioning right now, where uh, there's just a lot of systems and, and uh, processes in place to kind of allow it to run itself. Yeah. And they're as okay best it with can. that. The company, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little side thing you got going. That's and right. Yeah, help with the income. And, yep. Uh, I was kind of at a crossroads where it was either to really go gun ho with Wicked Cuisine, or I got approached by Appcast to kind of come in in a uh, strategic management type position. Yeah. Uh, working with the sales team a little bit to grow existing accounts, but also help uh, new accounts. Advertise the right way to really yeah. um, just optimize their, their their budgets. So you liking it so far? It's loving early, it, man. Yeah, yeah you love it's it. It's aggressive. I, I mean, it, it, working with bright people that have their master's degree that have graduated from Ivy League schools. Right. Here I am from Colby yeah. Sawyer College, which yeah. is you know D three or whatever. But uh, you don't have that hanging on the wall proudly. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But I mean, I think having an entrepreneurial background has served me well so far early on. Um, I definitely have a strong work ethic as it is, and it's nice to see others within the company kind of have that. Yeah. that same. You, you have something they don't have. Yeah. You can't get it in school. You, you got it, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. So it's awesome. And, and I'm glad companies out there look look at that type of thing. There's different people out there with different attributes. They can add to your company in some way. Maybe they don't have the big uh, diploma up there on the wall, but yeah. there's something else they can do. They saw it, and they grabbed it. And they, uh, Do you continue with? Uh, Wicked Cuisine as far as coming out with new products, or are you just going to roll with the products that you have and then yeah, and that's it's a, it? Yeah, it's a great question. For now, the short term is just to let, let what we have right now roll out. I mean, there's a pretty good volume of inventory in stock right now. Um, but, yeah, any, any new products that come in, I think I'll be more of a, uh, a co-signer to anything as opposed to a, uh, an innovator or a pusher for new products. Where can people find Wicked Cuisine? Yeah, they can go to wickedcuisine.com. Amazon is our number one uh, distributor and source of products. Um, so, th- you know, those are two, two of the places that they could find Wicked Cuisine. Okay, as Chuck cuts me another slice of cake. Are you kidding Hell me? We're going to find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for <laughs> Can't Stop Yourself. What's up in the cigar world brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. Just, uh... He's eating his own face. (laughs) My face is on the cake, and that's the piece I got. There's one with Mr. Jonathan. No one's going to take that one. No, give me that one. Good. It's a little cannibalistic. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can see they did a good job of splicing Barry in on the picture there, too. That's no, good. he was no, in that he was there. That That's yeah. from when we did our acceptance speech for our cigar journal. Ah, That's right. All right. This week, the FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb testified before the Senate, and Marco Rubio, a Republican from Florida, put him on the spot about premium cigars. During the testimony, Commissioner Gottlieb stated, we're cognizant of challenges faced by small businesses. He also understands that there are a number of legislative measures to exempt premium cigars. If Congress were to act, he'd be happy to work with legislators to mitigate any unintended consequences of these measures. Commissioner Gottlieb went on to add, Whatever we do in this regard is going to need to be science-based, of course, to which elicited a response from Rubio, It's an expensive product marketed toward a very specific audience. 
If it is science-based, I think it will show, as we've seen repeatedly, that it's not a product marketed at people underage or the like. So uh, kudos to Rubio for going with that. Big time. Um, Davidoff has announced the nominees for the 2017 Golden Band Awards. And a congratulations goes out to our own David Garofalo, as his stores, Two Guys Smoke Shop, have been nominated for a Golden Band Award. Nice. I'm just uh, honored to be um, nominated. So no, you're you not. It's win or first exactly. loser. Exactly. Second place is the first loser. Let the rumor mill heat up once again. As General Cigar, who bought La Gloria Cubana from Ernesto Perez Carrillo in 1999, has tapped the cigar maker to produce La Gloria Cubana Colección Reserva, a new regular production line that will be made at his factory, Tabacalera La Alonsia, in the Dominican Republic. What an it's odd not, move that is. And it's not called United this time, thank God. So the lawsuit can go away. Uh, the last one they called United. I know. And then it, they'll... The war began, but um, beginning of something big, bit possibly right now. Yeah, that's not, that's a layup when it comes to the rumor mill. Yeah, Celine Hanano, a vice president of trade show and events, who's been a longtime member of Jewish States, will be leaving the company on July 31st, right after IPCPR. The move comes as part of a restructuring of the company sales team in Miami and on the road. Big change over there. Big change. Um, Apparently, things aren't going as they thought they were, or you've got a different corp uh, running it a different way. So lots of changes. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, the company headed by Steve Saka, announced a price increase of an average of 6.25% on all of his lines except the 25-count boxes of Sober Mesa. That line will get a price increase later this year. So consumers stock up before the price goes up. And lastly, Rocky Patel this week announced the release of the Hamlet 25 Years. It's the second blend from Hamlet Paredes. And Dave, you'll be happy to hear it's a milder blend than his freshman release. And that's What's Up in the Cigar World. What's Up in the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! So next week we're going to have Eric Hansen on from Hammer and Sickle. Uh, we moved Eric Hansen up all the way to August 8th um, to make him part of the predictions show because I usually sit with him in the office and we go He's through all these. very, very good at He's that He's very game. good at it. Very good. But also... Um, we're going to have Eric Hansen at the two guys in Seabrook that day, which would mean we have, we'd have to move the show right. over. Being the first show with Chuck not even being here, we're not taking any chances. <laughs> oh, now you're going to play it safe. Thank you. Nice. Playing it safe. Nice. Yeah, that's um, a smart play. So we will smoke his Kalanok 50, though. Kalanok, a very interesting cigar with the Pete Cured. They did a Kalanok 25. The 50 has been released. It's out there. I can smell the peat in it. It's, it's much more powerful. I have not smoked it yet. I'm going to hold off for the show. We're going to have a little scotch. We're going to have some cigars. and We're, we're going to need to go with two kinds of scotch for that show, a little sampling of each, because it's important to be able to do 
the difference between a heavily peated scotch and one that is not. Can I count peated. on you to do that? I'll take care. Because I don't of it. know one from the other. I'll take care of okay. it. Okay. Um, and also, we're going to go and give you the answers to our uh, cigar journal picks, what we would pick and what we think is going to win. Uh, going ahead on that, uh, Max Bickler from Rocky Patel Cigars will be here on the 8th. Uh, we're going to go live from the IPCPR trade show in Las Vegas on July 15th. Moving ahead to Steve Saka the following week after the show, he'll tell us about that. And what I'm looking forward to is not only technical problems, but we have uh, on July 29th, A.J. Fernandez, no English, oh, and we will interview him, no Spanish, to somebody who doesn't speak it. It's just we're asking We need for a trouble. whole lot of other crap to talk about because it's going to be... Uh, a mess. August 8th, Rocky Patel himself will be with us uh, and moving ahead with uh, lots of stuff. We're, the calendar's getting filled up, but by then, we should have the entire whole new studio and a whole new thing, and we're going to hold off on uh, giving too much information on that. Right now, I want to go to uh, the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It's time to hear the Don Raphael Offer of the Day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? So I'm going to go to a low number here. Low number. $250. I was hoping for big money this week. You want big money? I can change it. No, go ahead. We'll do big money next week. Snort a line of black pepper. Hell yeah. Yeah? I'd almost do that for free. F no. F no. Are you saying the new brand by Crown Heads? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. But also, known, yeah. also known as F? Right. No, absolutely not. No way. No. What, what happens if you snort? It goes to your brain, or, or where does it go? It goes into your nasal passages, you sneeze a few times, and you collect $250, and you don't even have to go to jail for no, it. So Jonathan will inhale black pepper, but he won't retrohale a cigar. He won't eat a piece of Chuck's chocolate I cake. I know. What? I ate his, too, just to do the right thing. Oh, that's By the reason? By the way, you know, it's like somebody's going away, and I'm not a big drinker. I'd get drunk with him today. I think we get drunk on chocolate cake. Huh? Come on. Thank God the chocolate cake doesn't weigh 20 pounds because it would all, it would I all eat, go I back. I could eat that whole thing. I know are you, you on could. a diet or something? Like, are you we not? are on diets. In fact, so is Barry going on his second chocolate cake. I had one piece. That is my first, first piece of cake. Is it? All right. I thought you yeah. waved to Chuck and said, get, no. let me I up have again. lost six pounds in my first week of hardcore dieting. Nice. nice. So snort, a, snort a line of black pepper. <laughs> what do you say, Barry? $250, $250 cash. Yes. It, it opens up your palate. It's like getting too much wasabi when you go for sushi. I'll, I don't know do about it. that, but I'd be doing it just for the money. I probably would probably do it for free. I probably would do it for $0. Really? Probably. Next week, can we look forward to it? No. What do you mean? Not on a show. Probably. Do it. No, because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to be incapacitated for the show, but... No, the answer is don't do that. Maybe <laughs> don't try this at home, folks. Maybe Monday I'll just film a video of it. I want to see it. I want to be there live for it. If you're going to do it, and if it's going to cost me two fifty, I want to see it. Black pepper <sighs> line, boom. Yeah, you ever do cocaine? Never. Really? My pro- I, I feel like I have an addictive personality to begin with. So, you know, once I try a breakfast, for example, I get the same breakfast every time I go to that place. I don't bounce around the menu much. So. I figured if I tried cocaine and I liked it, I'd be trying cocaine every day, and I just can't do it. Okay, the answer is no. 
All right. Loving this cigar, by the way. Yeah. This is the Padron 1964. Comes in the uh, square square uh, tube called Sobrano. Soberano? Soberano. Meaning what? Soberano. Meaning tablecloth? Soberano. Sober, not drunk. I think it's tablecloth. Really? Um, what? You think it means really tablecloth? Do? I think it means tablecloth. Rudy? <laughs> really? Spanish for tablecloth. S-O-B-E-R-A-N-O. Soberano. All the fact checkers out there are doing it. Yep. Soberano. It's table related. Table related. I believe it's table related. Uh, so, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you... It means Sovereign. Sovereign. Same thing. Sovereign table. Cloth. Cloth. Sovereign. What does it mean? Sovereign. Yeah, but sovereign. What, what does sovereign mean? <laughs> like a ruler. Yeah. Royalty. So this is the sovereign of all things tubed. Okay. Well, the, that makes sense. Table, right? Whatever. That nothing makes sense. What do you mean, whatever? Of course, you just pass, just go right by that. Well, the other size is Presidente, I, so that would be the other ruler. That's yeah, good. Yep. It's, it's consistent. Uh, I'm getting Ovaltine. They take a teaspoon of Ovaltine. Mm, and it's you there. Just yeah, shovel right. it in. Would you snort a line of Ovaltine? Yeah, you would. Now, now I'm interested. Now I might do that. <laughs> All right. When we come back, gentleman Chuck Morrison is going to sit this one out as Mr. Jonathan takes his first stab at it. A classic three-way that might be our last also. Uh, we can't do a three-way with two people. We've got to figure something out. Uh, letters in the mailbag and a lot more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. 
The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hi, this is Phil Zangi from Debonair Cigars and Rum, and thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retail's radio network. And I'll be saying next week, 
Remember when Phil used to advertise on the Cigar Authority? <laughs> We're back live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Studio. The last segment of Gentleman Chuck Morrison. He's leaving us high and dry. Mr. Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. Right. And Barry's going to get crazy in the asylum. Welcome back, everybody. This is the change-up as it is happening. So, Mr. Jonathan, are you ready? I am prepared. And you're going to critique him? Uh, of course. That would be the only... Debonair Light me move. up. Light okay, me up, while sir. you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more de- debonair and gentlemanlike? How does this sound? Mr. What? What should it be? Gentleman uh, Jonathan? Gentleman Jonathon? Get out of here. Gentleman Jonathan. Gentleman Jonathan. Not dropping the mister. Yeah, you're playing a different yeah, persona yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're a different person. You're Gentleman no, no, Jonathan. No, no, I changed my whole persona over to be more debonair gentleman, Mr. in Jonathan. my regular life. Uh, you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And the Gentleman's Way is brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide their clients with Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. From fighting with the wife to daily disputes at work, we are all wrong from time to time. After all, to err is human, right? All too often, we put the value in being considered correct rather than finding the truth. Rather than argue a point that has been proven incorrect, the debonair play is to concede your side and immediately congratulate the other person for believing in their point and being willing to have a spirited debate with you to find the truth. This takes down the walls of opposition and brings the whole team together. If you're fighting just to be right, you are just a man. If you're fighting for truth, justice, or the American way, you are a debonair gentleman. The question is, are you debonair or not? What you did there, not debonair enough. Deb- debonair or not. I like it. I like you that. took it upon I, yourself. I made it my own. Yeah, you did. I made it my own. Okay, gentlemen, Chuck, what do you think? I like it. I like it. It was a good lesson. Did this come from the heels of a uh, dispute with the wifey? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be not debonair of you to speak of it. Not going to air my dirty laundry, Charles. <laughs> Charlie. Well done. Excellent point. It is a debonair play. And what's going on here? Oh, sorry. Barry needs his. Uh... Sh- short and sweet. Yeah. To the point. Yep. Should I do the wait for it? Or no, there's no need it's of it. It's up to you. you. Hey, pause? Whatever you guys want to do, the, I'm fine which with came, whatever. Which just came naturally to you. That, right. Interesting. I like that. You take it in your, you're making it in your own, man. Huh? Yep. Debonair or not? Huh? Because that's like the real it. question in life. You're, gonna, you're at a crossroads all the time. You're going to be debonair or not. That's it. That's it. Barry, not bad, right? Not bad at all. All right. So uh, I thought this was going to be a slam dunk. I was going to win huge. Yeah. So now you're going to take on the Asylum right now. That is correct. So here is Barry Stein uh, for our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. Ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? 
Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoner. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. We've all heard the phrase, putting your foot in your mouth. And to be honest, my biggest fear of doing the asylum is offending people who don't really know the true me. But at a hotel in Canada's Yukon Territory, they invite you to put a foot in your mouth. Well, at least a part of one. You can order a drink at the downtown hotel in Dawson City called the Sour Toe Cocktail. It's a drink that people come from all over the world to enjoy. And the ingredients are a shot of whiskey with a dehydrated toe in it. The drink comes with a rule that whether you drink it slow or drink it fast, your lips must touch the toe. But now someone has run off with the toe, and according to Terry Lee, the hotel's toe captain, they are furious. It is believed the man from Quebec made off with the toe after convincing the bar to serve the toe tail after (laughs) toe time hours. The hotel is looking to find the thief $2,500, but they can't figure out if he escaped by foot or with the use of a tow truck. But fear not, my foot fetish tow lovers. The hotel keeps backup toes on hand, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those Devonair. nice young men in their clean white coats. Gotta be Devonair, gotta be Devonair. You can't not speak. Because you'll be very quiet. I <laughs> would not be debonair. Well, I, I thought the story was great. So here's, here's the magic of Barry doing the asylum. I usually go over Thursdays. I go over to the Nashua store where Barry is. And he usually tells me some insane story anyway. I think you're the guy that, yeah. that this is, you usually tell people stories of, oh, did you see the thing about blah, 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 or whatever you saw on social media or some some crazy story. So... That's a true story, huh? True story. And then they would take the toe after somebody drank it, and they get it, wash it off, and put it back in the... Put it back in the... I, I don't think they and wash I, it off. I saw a picture of it. <laughs> it is nasty yeah. with, with the nail on it, and the nail is about an inch over the actual toe. Ugh. It's it's nasty. It's crazy <laughs> Canadians. I don't know what they put in the water up there. I'm pretty sure Rudy has done this before because it seems like a Canadian thing to do, but I'll pass. You wouldn't drink it? No. I, I, if I have drunk, no problem kissing my no, wife's toe, but I'm not going to kiss a dehydrated toe. But I think when you're drunk and you're yeah. in the bar or something, and you say, well, give me the toe. Yeah, that's the thing to do, I bet. <laughs> yeah. I would do it for, for free. Yeah. <laughs> and the drink retails for $10, so it's not even that expensive. And if it's 10 Canadian, that's like 50 cents. So you're, Here you go. You're good. That's great marketing. Yeah. I think it's good. I liked it. It's a good job. Thank you, Ryan. So we've both found our new roles. I think I think so. If we can get the audio and stuff to end up working and everything. and I can't believe that you have the cojones to push that argument. <laughs> after what I'm you did. I'm just testing the hell after out of you, After what man. you did. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you. and I'm t- I can't be silent anymore. <laughs> I begged him because we're doing, we're doing the overhaul in the studio. And I begged him for this Skype call because it's so nerve-wracking. I, I got 10 hours into making everything perfect. And I said, please don't unplug anything. Thursday, Just- I asked him. Thursday, I said, come on, I want to move this thing. I want to make sure because the lighting truss, I don't think you can see it on the camera. There's a lighting truss behind us. And we ordered these uh, four lighting truss. Two of them pop into each other. 
and then they fit across the room. And we measured, and we sent it in, and hid the lighting trusses arrived, and we went to hang it, and we're just this much off. Yep. Mm. And what do you do? It's a lighting truss. We can't do it. So what are we going to end up making a U around it and one truss in the back and three in the front? So everything ended up changing, and it's because we can't get behind the thing. And I want to move the thing out. I'm ordering. We had- I wanted three days. He could have come in tomorrow, and we could have done it. I just didn't want things. But what does he do? He just unplugs the computer, and it obviously went haywire with a couple of the settings because I had it all set up for Barry, locked and loaded, tested exactly, and I left it and just turned off the monitor and said, Barry, you're all set. So what have you learned? (laughs) What have I learned? Um, Conspiracy theory Barry says that this was all planned, so I wouldn't look like a rock star. No, not true at all. (laughs) I had you set up so unbelievable, Barry. I wanted to do it on Thursday. The the learning thing here is I wanted to do it on Thursday. So you said, no, please, we're not going to do it today. Okay, so Friday, yes, I did. Now, the next day was Friday, and then I came in and did it. Because I couldn't even sleep. Because I'm ordering all this stuff. I, it has to be right. I have to make sure. Yeah. So don't, let's not have the show be right. Let's have the trust that we could have someone no, weld up. you should have moved it on Thursday is what you should have learned. That you know, you know I'm going to go do it. Well, the other thing was the iHeartRadio. Barry was away on Friday. He tells me. This is going to be my I did new not, segment I did not hear right from iHeartRadio. Um, so... The answer is not yes yet, and then I didn't hear from him. See, a man. So I ended up spilling the beans and saying it, and as luck would have it, they approved us and everything went through. Of your word. I'm writing this down. (laughs) And I'm doing two exclamation points and making it a smiley face so that I can remind myself to be nice about it. Yeah, that's good. That's going to be an up-and-coming debonair segment. Oh, my. So, Chuck, final words for you. What what do you say? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to miss hell out of the show. Yeah. I really am. And that right there, that, that banter between you two is what I might miss. You know most. what? Even though I'm completely, in a, and maybe I'm doing, a, I'm underselling it, I'm completely aggravated with him. We do still have a good chemistry. Of course. And I still love him like a brother, but I, I could stab him with that knife right now. <laughs> because he, it's that, not that he says, it's not that he <laughs> says, I'm sorry and I'll never do it again. He says, what I'm it? not sorry. I'm going to do it again. So you need to change how you are. Because I'm the terrible boss. Because he's going to do it his way. Ten hours I have into that. Maybe funny, more. I know. And I walked in this morning and I don't, paid t- don't touch it. Don't did touch I pay it. you it's for perfect. every one of those ten hours? No. You didn't. You, you came and did this after hours. I came in and did it before hours. I come in at 8 o'clock when I'm working on that. And I put a solid hour in every day working on the show. For two weeks to get that thing going. More than two weeks. Since the last time we had a call, however many weeks that was, that was a debacle. So, Chuck, I have to ask you. Yes, sir. Favorite moments of the cigar? Right now. Besides today. Right now. Besides yes. right this. Now. Besides this. <laughs> right is, now. It, is this good radio? Is this horrible of us bickering? I mean, I'm reminded of Howard Stern fighting with Baba Booey right now. Okay. I mean, this is, this, you can't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a train wreck, but I can't stop listening. That's right. Oh. Gold. No, I, you know, I, we've had some great interviews over the years. Yeah. Uh, Scott Weeks is one of my favorites yeah. because of all his, you know, analogies that he comes up with. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest was a yeah. blast traveling out there. When you got pulled over because of the bomb. Yep, thank you, yep. And I kept saying, that's what you get for holding the bomb. And that's Dave right. was like, these are TSA, stop, they don't mess around with this stuff. Stop calling it the bomb, it's only a, <laughs> a speaker. <laughs> they were, you tested positive for bomb juice, man, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. What was the uh, pizza place we went to in Connecticut uh, uh, a couple years ago? Oh, Do you remember that? 
That was yeah, awesome. There's the picture on our Facebook page. Yeah, very famous pizza place. Oh, really thin crust. They got a few locations. Uh, Frank Pepe. That's yes. it. Yep, yep, absolutely. That was fun. Frank Pepe. And yeah. the white clam pizza was not all it was cracked up to be. It was good. Salty as can But be. it wasn't yeah. great. Their regular pizza was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And how fast did that come out? Two minutes after we ordered? Oh, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah well, that takes four, 90 seconds. Four pizzas. Boom. Oh, Two yeah. minutes later, there's four pizzas on the yeah. table. That was good. Hot as can be. And then the, this is the evolution of the technology. You know, I mean, I remember when I first started, we had just we had done UStream. We tried Justin.tv. We went yeah. back to UStream, and then when uh, YouTube came out with YouTube Live, right? That was the play. Google Hangouts, Google Hangouts, Facebook that was Live, pain yeah. in the neck, all the different things. And now, you know, last week you said you're going to leave us in a better place. You, you certainly did. I mean, look at the change uh, that came about. But the problem is. Does it stop here, or do we evolve? We keep evolving, baby. Keep evolving. That's it. That's what I want to do, so i got to count on these guys, because I don't know how to work that thing. You I, don't want to know no. how. No. You don't need to know how. I'll That's show you. I don't need to know how would be is a good answer. I'll show you. No. But there's a strong thing of the bus factor. You know what the bus yeah, factor is? Yeah. If you get hit by a bus, yeah, you, you can't be the only one that knows how to do whatever it is. People get sick. People get hit by a bus. You know, people leave. So other people have to learn how to do it. So um, these guys know a bit how to do it, but that's why Barry's been a couple of days, uh, a couple of weeks in a row, uh, standing over your shoulder basically yeah. to do it. And good job, Barry. Thank you very much. Uh, you got the majority of it, but we got to tighten things up and make it better and keep improving. And what I'd like to see is Chuck come visit us a year from now. And, yeah. wow, they're even better because you'd be happy about that, too. That yeah. It's even better than it it's was. It's going to be weird, man. I'm, I'm gonna, when it opens back up, I will join the care package. Yeah. I will join Sean and, you know, our whole studio audience here and, yeah. and, and participate uh, from that side, which will be very awkward and weird. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's so, good. do you end up vi- going to visit the Patriots? Will you? I don't know. Or they don't allow you to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right. right? It's a Co- cost you $300. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pay to play. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that went smoothly. I mean, they said, okay, yeah. somebody jumped in your spot. Yeah, I think uh, if, if they need someone to fill in, um, you know. During the Super Bowl or something. Exactly, like yeah. yeah. Like playoff <laughs> game, Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, exactly. But the regular stuff, not really. So if, if the, <laughs> back at three in the, the morning, on WWE Monday. decided that they needed you for a big show or something. I mean, you're still uh, available, or just no, not right now. I wouldn't. He's gonna put in not not forty hours a week. He said he's the last one to leave and stuff. He's yeah. doing fifty well, he's hours a week. Chuck already. Morrison, that's what he does. That's right. Officially, no longer gentleman Chuck Morrison because I have. I will always that, be gentleman. Chuck I have assumed Morrison. that role now. Gentleman Does anybody Chuck. call you Gentleman Chuck Morrison? Do you hear it? Uh, I, well, I, not, not from, like, friends and, yeah. and local colleagues, but, like, uh, this week uh, and last week I received a lot of messages on Facebook and things like that, some emails from our listeners yeah, nice. referring to me as Gentleman Chuck. Yeah. You know, that was really special. So yeah. thanks for that. I really uh, – All right. Phil Zangy, I hope you hang on. Hang on to hang us. On, Give Phil. us a You're shot. Come on. That was a home run. good. It was good. It was good. Debonair or not, I love it. Right. I had to try to make it my own. You I, have to. I thought about that a lot. And Barry, are you, are you throwing out new sizes now for uh, – for, for Asylum? Did you say 8x80? 8x80. Is that right? Is they do have an 8x80. 8x80. Is that new? Is that always no, been? No, it's been there. Awesome. Yeah, it's been oh, out Jonathan's for two copy. years. Yeah. Yep. Two, three years. I thought you might have been like. No, I just pronounced it better than Jonathan yeah. did. He understood it better. There we go. He yeah. doesn't have to be debonair. Well, because you were, you were always cringing too. as I'm reading it, waiting for whatever ridiculous, usually penis story that was coming out. <laughs> so you skip over the whole copy in your mind. You're like, all right, yes. got to get to the story, got to get to the story. You knew Barry was going to be solid, so you had a chance to listen to the copy for the first time in three years. All right. It's, 
pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> not another penis one. Not another penis. It was still a body part. Uh, Barry, I do have about eight of them in the queue. I'm in there. If you need awesome. good penis stories, they're in there. Awesome. You're all about the penis. So are we allowed to use all old excerpts of anything that we ever throw on oh, yeah. you? And yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. It's all yeah. part of the Fair game, authority. Dude. Fair game. Come on. Uh, all right. So uh, this is it. Final thoughts here on the Padrone. Um, what is it called here again? Soberano. Soberano. Picking Maduro. up a little more spices on past the halfway mark. That chocolate is still very, very prevalent. Uh, less of the raspberry and more of a peppery kind of spice that a you typically would associate with Padron early on. And this comes in a little bit later. Yeah, like backwards. Oh, the classic three-way. Do you want to do it? We have Let's to. I want to, go, I want to try to oh, yeah. uh, we pull have a to Jonathan, do if you will. It. We have to do it. All right, so we're going to go a little long today, but uh, let's do it because it is a special day. This classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. <laughs> but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot. Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, today is July 15th. Three famous people have a birthday today. Without going over, what year were they born? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not July 15th. It's June 24th. Oh, my. He's going with it anyway. Go, you can go with it anyway. Oh, no, I can't. Sometimes you have to with Barry, though, so I understand. <laughs> and, and please note, the only person with their phone face up is Jonathan. Is Jonathan. I know. Just, we're just observing. I have never, ever cheated, and no one texts me the answer, Barrons. But I will flip my phone over. Well, what do I do here? I have the play wrong it. one. Let's play it. Let's play July 15th. Really? Can yeah. we do that? Is that legal? It's legal. All right. Three famous people born on July 15th. Wow, this is messed up. Gabriel Inglesis. Do you know who he is? Singer? Popular Hispanic comedian. Ah. Best He's known the guy for that his does specials. The Cuban coffee. The Cuban uh, coffee. I'm not fat, future. I'm fluffy. Hot and fluffy. He's best known for his jokes about his weight and Hispanic heritage. Um, and for wearing Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And using affected voices in his act. In his act. Um, okay. <laughs> Got it. So, Chuck, you, you, you won by a lot last time. Yep. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the same year I was born, Dave. Yeah. 1976. 1976 he's going with. Barry? 1968. 68. And I'm going to go with the year I was born, which was 1978. 78. Somebody got two points. Chuck Morrison, two oh. points. Two points for <laughs> Chuck. Okay. Next up is uh, Barry Stein. Yes, Ready, Barry? Yes, sir. Adriana Huffington. She's Adriana. one of the most predominant 
um, news sites on the internet, the Huffington Post. She campaigned for governor in California. Uh, the company she pr- was purchased by AOL for $315 million. She's listed in Forbes as the 12th most influential woman in media. Born today, Adriana Huffington. Born today, what year? 1952. 52. Mr. Jonathan. 61. 61. Chuck Morrison. What? Look at that, Dave. What do you got? 1950, 1950 he says. 1950. Somebody's got two points. Chuck Morrison, two points. Come on. It's I, uh, unbelievable. What are the odds? What are the odds here? And the last one to What the you. hell's going on? Did he email these to you? Yes. To you, Mr. Jonathan. Um, Linda Ronstadt. <sighs> Linda Ronstadt, known as the First Lady of Rock. She is the singer of Stone Ponies and also 11-time Grammy Award-winning musician. Linda Ronstadt, born today. What year? Nine, uh, who's who's uh, That's me, I Jonathan. believe. It's yep. 1951. 51, he says. Uh, what do you got, Chuck? 40, 1946. 1946, Barry Stein. 1941. 1941. Somebody's got two points. Come on. <laughs> Chuck Morrison. And the new champion of the world forever and ever. Wow. Is gentleman Chuck Morrison. Huh? David, thank you. I can hardly believe it. <laughs> For you to go out with a perfect game. Perfect game. And, you know, he threw a curveball by using July 15th. So, clearly, there was no shenanigans being uh, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> clearly, there was nothing could go nothing. wrong there. So, anyway. We I were, didn't get a single point. Nothing. It was a complete wipeout. And you're too much of a gentleman to have cheated. So, I got to give it to you, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> Good <laughs> job. That's it, folks. That's it for Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Uh, next week, uh, we will be... Uh, Talking about new cigars of 2017, the countdown to IPCPR will begin. We got a scoop on some new brands and sizes, and we'll spill the beans on some of them. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Uh, Sorry, Gentleman Jonathan is what gentleman you have Gentleman Jonathan I have. Gentleman Jonathan will take a stab and put the hammer down with some hammer and sickles. We're going to be drinking, and we're going to be celebrating the new cigar authority. So until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing else from the last two hours and you happen to be smoking your Padron Soberano, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. 
That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie. 